1: Good morning, Bucknutters. It is Tuesday, May 25th, 2021. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. If it's gray and overcast, it's Ohio. If it's Tuesday, it's Dwayne Long. Dwayne, how goes it?
2: Well, it's gray and overcast, but we got warm. I am got the uh, smoker cranked up, going to throw a pork butt on. And, and uh, yeah, it's, it's good to be out of winter.
1: Spring lasted about 36 hours. We are up into the mid-80s, and it's humid. It's Ohio. We are going to answer Bucknutter questions again today. You guys carried us last week, and we figured you could do it again, and we were right. We are going to start off the top with Spin Doctor. He has written some very clever questions. First question, with accusations of extensive cheating within the ever-changing portal process, image payouts, early exits to the pros, a new national super high school basketball league, the Iron Triangle of Ohio State, Clemson, and Alabama, seemingly making the national title run a perpetual three-horse race, and the decriminalization of naked jaunts that slipped under the radar here for many. What is the future of NCAA sports, particularly top Division One football? What will it look like in five to ten years? Duane, you want to take a shot at that?
2: First off, I'm, I'm really happy to get that uh, legislation uh, taken care of. You know, the, the neck of johns, was, I got tired of the cops chasing me. And finally, we got that worked out.
1: That's a heavy lobbying fee we had to pay in the Columbus uh, congressional market, but it worked.
2: Yes, it did. And it's good for us. When you look at his question, it says so much about what it's going to look like. We're seeing money really take off here. It's it's just seems to have kicked up to another level. Uh, with it. they're letting, I think that they're going to allow uh, college players to make money off of their off their likeness. Uh, and, and you know this uh, super basketball league, and it's just everything is pointing toward more, more, more money. I just saw an article before. Um, we went on that a 15-year-old girl has been allowed to play in, the, in our American Women's Soccer League. 15 years old. They tried to block her. The league tried to block her uh, with an age restriction. Uh, judge just struck that down. And now this girl is going to be able to play professionally at the age of 15. So it just money, 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 and more money. And I don't see an end to it. I, don't, I think it's just going to get worse before it's going to get better.
1: My general vibe is that Ohio State, Clemson, and Alabama will continue to make national title runs and will take advantage of the name, image, and likeness, whatever it is, to benefit. The players that are really affected by these elite rules, there's so few of them affected, in my opinion, that in the long run, I don't think it's going to make that big of a difference. I think college basketball is in much greater jeopardy than college football. I would assume college football is not going to look that much different. I mean, you could always see the power five schools breaking off. But if you really think about it, how much will that affect Ohio State? Not really that much basketball. I have no idea. That's kind of the wild, wild West. And just the size of the rosters allows you to make massive changes year to year, whereas football, not so much. The good thing is, I think Ohio State will be dominant perpetually here. I don't see any reason for that to stop in college football. Another one from the Spin Doctor, personal sports highlight of our life, whether it are playing peewee ball, your ultimate happy memory, his are eclectic. He won the Island Darts Championships years ago. He rather overindulged. The memories are fuzzy. Which may it be for yours? And no, beating Wilt Chamberlain's bed chamber record cannot be considered in this. For me, that would not be an issue whatsoever. I was not a very good athlete. I am living through my children. And I'd have to say the most thrilling thing I've seen, and I've had a chance to see a lot, my kids have been pretty good athletes. I watched my son put up 30 points against the defending city champions in basketball in the first half. How about you, Dwayne? Yeah. <laughs>
2: wow. In the first half. That's that's an accomplishment. Probably the, the, the very first one was I'm in elementary school and my dad, along with our pastor, started the J. Ashburn Junior Youth Center. Well, they set up leagues. And the very first, very first year, um, we had, and, and we were named after uh, professional teams. So my, our team was the Celtics, and we ended up finishing second. We started off so bad they allowed us to add uh, a guy named David Jones later, and he transformed the team. And we ended up getting a trophy out of that. And I still have that damn trophy. I was probably. 11, maybe, maybe 12. And for some reason, that is something I'm always going to remember.
1: If anyone wants to share their personal achievements, we know the Bucknutters are really a collection of elite athletes and high overachievers. So anything you guys want to share in the thread would be great. I have a feeling that could be a source of entertainment for quite some time. All right. Northwest Ohio Buck 2009 best Big Ten game day experience outside of Columbus. Dwayne, your thoughts.
2: I've never gone to an away game. I've never had a desire to go to an away game. Uh, But everyone that I've talked to that does go to away games uh, says Wisconsin, said they really enjoyed it. But since Nebraska came in, uh, that seems to be the the one that's surging. People really enjoyed going out there. They were treated well, there's great food, and they really enjoyed themselves.
1: We always tried to get Mr. Bucknuts to gas up Bucknuts one and take us to a very cool destination every year. We did it for the national championship. We did it one year to go watch Ohio State play Kansas in basketball, and that was amazing. I've only been on the road to Ann Arbor, and in that game, I watched Drew Henson throw touchdown passes to David Terrell, who was being guarded by Jamar Fletcher. bust, bust. Bust, Kemp K. There are some really interesting crossover games this year. To name a few, we have Clemson, Georgia, Notre Dame, Cincinnati, Washington, Michigan. Which games out of the Ohio State schedule are you looking forward to the most? Any early predictions on the games I just mentioned, Dwayne? Do you have a vibe early on Clemson, Georgia, Notre Dame, Cincinnati, or Washington, Michigan?
2: Clemson, Georgia just leaps out at me. That that looks like going to be one of the one of the uh, great. Interconference games of the year. Um, I am a believer in Clemson's backup quarterback. Uh, you know, we're we're talking about Ewers being the best since Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence. But I go back to this kid. When I saw him in high school, I can't pronounce his name. I think he he stepped in and played well when Lawrence was out. So I believe he's gonna give him an edge. They've Still got some talent, it's not like Clemson has not recruited well, and I believe Dabo's going to outcoach Kirby Smart. It's <laughs> any good coach out coaches Kirby Smart, he's just not that smart as a football coach. Does great recruiter, he just he needs to get some better assistance in there and just let him run the offense, run the defense. He just does not impress me as a football coach, so I'm going with Clemson for because of Dabo and because uh. Their quarterback is is really, uh, wait till you see him, he's really impressive.
1: That's a marquee game. I'm trying to think of another game you could come up with. You'd have to have Ohio State and Alabama involved for something as intriguing as that. Here's what I will say. We've had some Georgia lurkers come over to the boards and the Clemson people get after it. If you want to read some interesting stuff, go to the message boards of Clemson and Georgia in the week leading up to that game. Don't let your children go there, but uh, it might be entertaining. I know sometimes we'd like to, for example, go read Michigan Wallow, and it's michigan This This will be an interesting one to go check out if you want to see two dogs just get after each other. Anon five two two zero eight zero three. Do you guys see any windows of opportunity that would eventually draw the defensive tackles of the South and other kids in that area that would normally not even give Ohio State or the Big Ten, for that matter, a sniff of their recruitment now that we have the new name, image, and likeness being implemented? Thanks, guys. Let me take that one. That's an excellent question, and that would take something of that nature to do it. I don't I mean, Dwayne and I have been talking about going after the big defensive tackle from Louisiana or Alabama or wherever down there forever. It's kind of like the one prospect that Ohio State has not been able to get. They've gotten some excellent defensive tackles, but I think you're referring to the giant 350 pound, you know, SEC style plugger. I guess if you have the name, image, and likeness accelerated. It will help, but it's not like LSU and Alabama will be hurting for name, image, and likeness. The only way this is ever going to happen, in my opinion, is if you have some kind of personal hook down there. Maybe there's a coach who has a kid and he's coaching for LSU and he played at Ohio State or some type of hook of that nature. We've talked about this ad nauseum, doing anything to add there.
2: Well, it's just the tradition is a big thing. Those kids are – it just seems like they're – that's where you're going to find the guys that are 330 pounds that can still move is down in the south. Uh, It's kind of weird that that that's what you're seeing is all those kids seem to be coming out of the south. Well, um, and then you have the tradition of the programs down there putting uh, players, defensive tackles, defensive ends even, into the NFL – so why are they going to leave their home region to come up here? You know, what draws players from around the country is, look, defensive backs, uh, we're cornerback you. That's that's what we do. We're wide receiver you. So we get national kids, the kids that are really thinking about they prioritizing going to the NFL. They want to go. To a place where they're going to get coached up, where they see players coming out of the position their position and going to the show. We're not seeing that with defensive tackles. We see that at Alabama, we see it at Georgia, we see it all over the South. LSU, they're just not going to do it. There's so little motivation for them to come up here. You know, they don't know much about Larry Johnson, and I think mostly Larry Johnson's known for defensive ends anyway. But, no, I don't, I don't see any reason why, uh, why it's going to change. It, it, if it was going to change, it would have started already. And here's another thing. We're getting some nice defensive tackles. We're getting some players that, that we really like that, uh, you know, that are, uh, are going to be good players for us, and they're not necessarily the top five guys, you know, the uh, five-star guys. Uh, I think we're going to be just fine at defensive tackle uh, going forward. Right now, we, we've got a nice crop, and I think we're going to be fine going forward. Mike Mike Hall, in particular, is a kid that, that I think he's going to break in very quickly and be a star.
1: Yeah, what it boils down to is: well, there aren't as many studs of that ilk in the Midwest or within Ohio say, hailing distance. You still got to get them, and Mike Hall's one of them. We're going to take a quick break, come back, and tackle some more questions.
3: Selling a little? all lowercase. Go to Shopify.com slash Odyssey Podcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash Odyssey Podcast.
1: We are back. This is from Buckeye Warrior, always a great question provider. Very general. Dwayne, what do you expect out of the defense? What is your opinion of Carrie Combs? Who will be the standout player on defense?
2: I would start with, uh, what do I expect on the defense? I can't, uh, incomplete is what, we're replacing all three linebackers. We got a problem at cornerback. You know, that's, we're talking about half the defense right there that we're so unsure of. I I don't, I can't say, I expect to improve. There's only, uh, the, uh, the only place to go is up. It just was not a really good defense last year especially at those at, at uh, cornerback we got beat and <laughs> we just got i mean look at the alabama game if you can stomach it and just how badly outplayed our cornerbacks were in that game they had no idea where the alabama receivers were half the time it was just not good we've got to get better at cornerback and until we do that i think we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna be vulnerable i'm sorry buckeye nation that's just the way it is it's we got to be better at cornerback. This is a pass happy uh, football that we play these 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 days. You got to be good at cornerback. If you're not, it's going to get rough. We are just out athleting people. We are so far ahead of the the rest of the Big Ten at this point. It's uh, it's uh, Ohio State versus the field. It's just you know Ohio State's going to be in there. But we got to if we want to compete, we want to beat Alabama. We want to beat Clemson. We got to be better at cornerback. Kerry Combs, I think that we're going to find out more this year. I think that he needs help. I, I well, let me back up. I don't think we were we had elite guys at cornerback this past season. I don't think that uh, Wade was fully healthy all year. I think there's a, a you know he didn't complain, he didn't whine, he just went out there and and gave us the best that he could. We had not recruited really elite cornerbacks. For several years, we got to go back to Okuda and, and Wade, that class that came in there. We thought we were going to get another one out of uh, Tyreek Johnson, but that's the last time we really got the five-star elite guys until this year. I really believe that we, we were going to see uh, Ja'Kalen Johnson and Jordan Hancock. I believe we're going to see them early, and that's going to be a good thing. They're probably going to get burned some. But eventually, uh, we, you know, how many times have we seen it? We throw a guy in there, first year, he is going to get toasted. Second year, uh, he's all Big Ten. Third year, he's probably going to the NFL. I'm saying that's going to be the trajectory with these guys. I think they may get on the field more this year than, than other freshmen have in the past. But I think they're going to help us. And it could be. Let's, let's hope it's before the end of the year. Before we run into Clemson and Alabama, these guys are ready for prime time. And that then this team could, uh, we know we got offense. Let's get these guys coached up, get them some experience, and see what happens.
1: It's hard to judge Kerry Combs based on the fact that he was installing what was supposed to be a new defense during the pandemic. I'm hesitant to judge any football team schematically based on the last 12 months. Let's see how everyone performs with a real offseason. I think you've hit the nail on the head here. The secondary could go either way. I think there's potential there, but I'm concerned. Linebacker, I have no idea. They could be better than last year. Anyone who says they know is full of it. We haven't seen these guys consistently. We've seen them in flashes, but we haven't seen these guys have to play, you know, three or four quarters. And then have to stop Iowa in the run late in the fourth quarter. So let's see that the real potential for greatness on the defense does exist with the defensive line. They set the sack record for the program in 2019. They've got a shot to do that again. If everything goes correctly, if Zach Harrison blossoms, If Tyreek Smith can be consistent, if Javante John Baptiste has a nice year and if Jack Sawyer can be what I think he is, you're talking about four big time defensive ends who can all get pressure on the quarterback. If you remember, Chase Young and Nick Bosa did not even get to play a full season together because Nick went down. The idea of Zach Harrison and Jack Sawyer at their best could be the difference. And if the pass rush is that good, it will certainly help the secondary. All right, Dwayne, next question. Speaking of possible improvements on defense, there was a point in time when I thought Henry Tuoto and JT Tuamala would be on the team next year. Henry is going to Alabama. And a question from Godet, just wondering, am I the only Buckeye fan that's grown indifferent concerning JTT and his recruitment? Meaning if he comes or if he doesn't, I'm fine either way. Your thoughts?
2: I can't see it that way. Uh, this, this kid is, he's a phenom. He's a freak. He can step in right away and help this defense. We got, uh, you know, we're, we talk about Mike Hall and Tyreek Williams is another one. I really think he's going to help this football team. I, I think he's underrated. Uh, I think there's, we've got a few other guys that we have not really heard from yet. We got, we got some young guys. Let's see what's happening, but none of them are into a, to a models class. He's unique. Um, you know, we'll let him play some defensive end, slide him down. You know, you, you, you go back and forth with that strong side, defensive end and three technique. We've had a number of players who played both and, and I think that he could play both. I think he eventually, uh, he will settle in at tackle though. He's just going to outgrow, uh, strong side end, but, Get this kid in here. No, I am not indifferent. I don't know anybody else that is. This is huge to not only get him, but to beat Alabama for him. That's that's another thing in that matter.
1: That's what I was going to say. I'm not as optimistic as I once was just because he's so far away and this whole thing's been such a debacle. I could see Oregon and Washington sliding in and and making a move on him there. We just don't want him to go to Alabama. You're competing with Alabama directly for the national championship, and that would tip the tide to me. All right, Dwayne, last question. Athlon's preseason guide, 2021 rankings, has OSU ranked fourth. That's behind Clemson, Alabama, and Oklahoma. Cincinnati is ranked eighth and Michigan is unranked. What do you think of Ohio state being ranked behind Oklahoma?
2: Well, I, I think that you, you know, it's just a uh, common logic. They got a starting quarterback returning a really good one. He's, he's, he's uh, a uh, he's, he's a really good football player. Uh, I don't know if he's going to be what they thought he was going to be. He's a kind of a small kid. He doesn't appear to have a great deal of arm strength. Uh, But I was impressed with what I saw. I just don't think his, his ceiling is as high as uh, his ranking would, uh, would indicate. Uh, But they've got a starting quarterback coming back. Quarterbacks, most important position in, in, uh, in football. They got a starter coming back. The Athlon doesn't know what we got in our quarterback room. They just, they haven't seen them. They haven't uh, – they're not familiar with them. And as far as defense is, is, defense is concerned, we're the ones that we just lost uh, – we have questions at cornerback. We got – we lost our linebackers. We lost a, a defensive tackle. We got questions too. So we can't say that that uh, it's – their defense is so bad and ours is so good. So I'm not – I'm not a uh, – I'm not surprised that Oklahoma is ahead with Lincoln Riley as coach, and he's got a starting quarterback returning.
1: Yeah, There's some other questions here. Is that ranking deserved? Are people buying into Spencer Rattler hype too early? He was the quarterback you were referring to. And did Oklahoma improve their defense suddenly? Here's what I would say to that. I would not rank Ohio- Oklahoma ahead of Ohio State. I think Spencer Rattler is a bit overrated, and I would not be surprised if he has a couple tough outings if the people wouldn't start calling for Caleb Williams. D.C. native, number one quarterback in the country, will be on campus. That can make things very tight for the starter. Did their defense improve suddenly? The question is, what do you think of their transfers? They have several from Tennessee. They basically treated Tennessee the way the Yankees used to treat Kansas City. Cincinnati being eighth, do you think that's too high? especially given the loss of Marcus Freeman?
2: I won't say that it is. Cincinnati's looking like an awfully solid program these days. Losing Freeman hurts. Let's not sugarcoat that. He he had that defense playing at a very high level. Uh, So, uh, yeah, it will hurt, but I don't think the the eighth's too high for him. The way they've been stringing together wins and just being solid. When you watch Cincinnati – they're a good football team. You give Luke Fickle a little bit more talent, he could make things uh really interesting down there. So no, I'm not the eighth is eighth is fine with me. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna discount it. It would be much more solid if Freeman was still there. But it's it's uh he's playing good football.
1: Even in that spot, they bring back their quarterback, Desmond Ritter. They have a very impressive secondary. If you look, they're producing pros on a routine basis. And Fickle has really found his niche there. So I think eighth is pretty much on point. And finally, does Michigan truly deserve to be unranked, Dwayne?
2: <clears throat> what have they done to be ranked? what I'd turn that around and ask that question. I mean, this guy's... Is- You know, we got rid of Earl Bruce for too many eight and three seasons. Uh, Jim Harbaugh's doing the same thing. He's not beating his – got to win the Ohio State-Michigan game. You have to. He hasn't won it. He's he's not beating Penn State. He's he's in a dogfight with Michigan State, it seems like, every year. He's not winning the games that you have to win to be an elite program. Unranked? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that's a little bit extreme. Uh, and you have to wonder about that. What are they thinking? What are they seeing that says they don't belong in, well, I don't know, is it uh, top 20 or top 25? Whatever. That's that's wow. It just makes you wonder what what uh, is the basis for that not ranking them at all.
1: These rankings are usually based largely on the year before, and they were terrible. But just look who they're recruiting. I mean, look who they're recruiting battles against. You never hear Michigan really battling for a recruit Ohio State's going after these days, unless the guy's actually from the state of Michigan. They're in trouble, man. They're not going to be on Ohio State's level until they have about a five-year stretch of recruiting at a much higher level. And given the way they've performed, I just don't see that happening. I'm sure that bums everybody out. Not at all. We appreciate Dwayne stopping by. We appreciate y'all providing the questions. Have a good one, Bucknutters.
0: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or...